trying to match your face. <sighs> All right. Thank you for listening. I got listening. a match for your face. My Son butt. Of a bitch. I was starting the intro to the episode. That's the intro. We did it. Mother. I'm just kidding. Thanks for listening to another episode of Remake Rewind. Uh, normally, we uh, talk about a movie and its remake or its reboot, talk about it, compare, contrast. And, uh, but every once in a while, we like to do a topic episode where we kind of break the mold and just you know do something a little bit different. And that's what we're going to do this week. I'm we're Mike, mold breakers. As always with me, I've got my buddy Alex. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. Just breaking molds, taking names. Breaking molds, taking names. Kicking names, taking asses. Kicking molds, doing crimes. Yeah. Uh, but what we're going to do, this was actually your idea. Uh, I liked it. It's a great idea. That's why I signed on for it. It's signed off on it. the type of ideas that I have. Yeah. But uh, what, what are we going to be doing this week? What are we going to be talking about? What's this week's topic episode? Uh, this week, we're talking about the MCU and specifically uh, X-Men, Blade, and Fantastic Four. What we're excited about, what we think might happen, who might play who, how things tie into other things. And uh, I feel like you can't really bring up the future of the MCU without trying to tie all of the movies together in some way. But we're going to try really hard to only talk about those three. Yeah. And we also just wanted to get our opinions on the record, um, especially when we did like WandaVision, you know, between our bonus episodes and stuff, we were kind of like all over the place talking about those. So we thought it would be a great time to just to kind of get our predictions out there and then we can easily go back to see where we were right or wrong because we've talked about our predictions on other stuff like when we did spider-man not too long ago but we brought it up so many different episodes it was hard to pinpoint where we actually talked about our predictions so this is the episode where we can go back and be like yes we were right or no we were wrong now in doing a little bit of research for this i uh, realized that we're probably gonna have to do another episode or two um like this doing predictions for the movies that are coming out sooner because these movies that we're going to talk about are not coming out for a year and a half. Yeah, I think this one's a good one to do a little far out because, you know, we'll, some of this stuff will likely come up in earlier movies. Like, I'm sure some of this stuff will be alluded to in, in um, the Doctor Strange movie, which is only like two months out um, and whatnot. So I think this one's good. Yeah. Um, and I think this is where it's going to be a little weirder is these particular movies. So I, I would like to start with X-Men, but because this was your topic, I'll let you decide. Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with X-Men. I like it. All right. So X-Men, um, obviously, of the three that we're bringing up, has is probably the most famous franchise, the famous series. Had a bunch of movies. Kind of was soft rebooted um, with, the, uh, <laughs> with Hugh Jackman being along for the ride in all of them. So, you know, that's pretty great. But that, that franchise spanned like 16 years. And yeah. kept going. So that's the one that most of our listeners and most people are probably the most familiar with and is on the zeitgeist. Um, I mean, that, I think uh, monetarily, Spider-Man is the biggest franchise uh, before the MCUification. But X-Men definitely has the most movies and is almost as recognizable as Spider-Man. And I mean, and X-Men came out a few years before Spider-Man. So it's really like the three mm -hmm. movies that kind of cemented the superhero movies as a viable option were Blade, the X-Men, and Spider-Man. It was those three movies. Blade actually was the first one. X-Men kind of cemented it, and Spider-Man showed not only can these be viable, but it can also break a fuck ton of records. Yeah. So, um, But X-Men, the it's, it's the one out of the three that we're going to be talking about that excites me the most because, 
you know, we've seen so much of it and I really want to see how the MCU can do different. And I was honestly surprised that we didn't get some X-Men stuff in Eternals. Um, just to go throw a little comic book nerd action at you. Um, yeah, the Eternals were in, in the comic books, you know, in the last decade or so, they've kind of retconned where the X gene, which causes the mutations, came from. Um, but they, it's supposed to be the Celestials go to different planets. They do different kind of manipulations to see what's going to happen. So the Eternals are like the good guys, and then the ones that have the deviant gene become the deviants. Thanos is actually a deviant Eternal. Um, right. But the experiments that happened on Earth created the X gene, and then thousands of years later, you know, the mutant gene actually opened up and activated, and then we started getting all the mutants. Um, there were people that had the gene activated earlier. That's how you were able to get, you know, like Wolverine and Apocalypse and whatnot earlier. Um, but I was surprised that that wasn't touched on at all. I thought for sure that's why we did the Eternals is because they're they're very niche, even in the comic book community. Like most comic book people, yeah, didn't know about them. So I was really surprised. But um, I'll, I'll let you say your piece because I've got my a, a few theories. But I want to hear what you have to say because I've just been talking for like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't have any like prepared pieces here, so I'm happy to do this as more of a back and forth conversation. Yeah. I don't have any monologues, but I will say, um, with the you know with Spider-Man reaching out into the multiverse and sort of providing a back door to get some of these Fox characters that Marvel didn't have access to uh, earlier on back into the MCU proper, um, I think there's a few ways that um, the X-Men could have reappeared, right? And um, Seeing having Marvel uh, having the Eternals come out and seeing that they haven't sort of been there all along, or at least not in any meaningful way, I think kind of closes one of those doors. Unless I they're going to do the same thing that they did with the Eternals, which is like, oh, they're even more in the background, and now they're revealing themselves, which I think would be fucking boring. I agree. Um, so yeah, there's the but multiverse. I, oh, sorry. Let me make one more point. I think it would be equally as boring for the um, the X Men to just kind of come in from another universe you know like the other spider-man i i agree and i i don't want that because as great as hugh jackman was like he can't be wolverine for another 20 years right and it could even be they could be recast they could be from another universe that we haven't seen yet right but that still seems really lazy so to me some of the other theories that came about was that um, wanda during wandavision was going to do like a reverse of um house of m where she said <laughs> no more mutants yeah. and say bring the mutants and all mutants would just arise. Some people thought that because uh, Monica Rambo got powers in WandaVision, they thought, you know, maybe her extending the bubble. And we talked about that during WandaVision that, you know, maybe the bubble was going to be the catalyst. Yeah. And I think Kevin Feige uh, sort of hinted that um, that might still be a thing that yeah. Monica Rambo might be a ramp up to having the mutants in the MCU. He's, you know, very vague, but I feel like that door is still open. So one of the things that I would like, this would be what I would like to see, because um, I think it would be interesting to not have the X-Men already established, but kind of have mutants be this new forefront of this like new just fear that regular people have and having this just be a new phenomenon that all these superpowered people, because if you look at the MCU, really, humans that have superpowers are still pretty rare. You've got Spider-Man, you've got Captain Marvel, you've got Hulk and Monica Rambeau. And that's it. Those are the only one, humans with actual superpowers that we've established. So what I think would be interesting, and some people might not like this because it kind of like retroactively makes these characters mutants, 
But what I think would be interesting if it goes, the X gene is there and it's been there for a long time, but it needed a ton of energy to activate. And so a combination of, you know, um, th all the Thanos snaps and whatnot and the WandaVision has released enough energy that mutation happens on a, on a large scale. But it can be explained why these four, you know, the Hulk had the gamma radiation. So that was a huge burst of radiation. So it activated his mutant gene and that the Hulk is actually a mutation. Same thing. Um, Captain Marvel had um, the Tesseract engine blew up and gave her powers. And Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive spider. So huge amounts of energy caused a mutation. Right. Yeah. I think that could be an interesting way to do it and explain. Yeah, these people have always been around, but their powers haven't activated. Now that all the humans have been just exposed to so much cosmic energy over the last five years, now you get to the classic story of, oh, they're going through puberty or they're getting, you know, in a huge moment of crisis and the adrenaline activates their power or something. Yeah. I think that could be a way to do it. And the mutants are a new phenomenon. Well, I have a couple thoughts about that. Um, we kind of, we talked about WandaVision, um, you know, just whatever she's doing, being a catalyst for mutants. And obviously that didn't happen, but I think it's just as, uh, reasonable that whatever happens in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness releases some, you know, I'm, I'm waving my hands wildly releases some amount of radiation or energy that is enough to activate the X gene in people across the world. Yeah. So I think that same thing could happen. It just happens in Dr. Strange. Yeah. So I, I think that would be interesting is that the X gene exists and we just haven't got to it yet. Yeah. I think that's definitely what's happened. I think the X gene is out there and we're, they're going to find a way to activate it. Um, we can, we can still keep on talking about X-Men, but uh, that's sort of similar to what happens to uh, fantastic four, right? They get hit with a blast of cosmic, energy or uh, radiation what uh, i would so i don't know if those i don't know if it makes sense to tie those two events no, together I, know I, I think i don't think so and I, i've got some theories for fantastic four x-men i do think we need to address a few things like are yeah. we going to start with xavier like maybe xavier was somebody who experienced his powers earlier and maybe has been in hiding um and then he starts a school when everything starts going crazy and there's hundreds of thousands if not millions of mutants just randomly popping up all over the place but i personally would like like late teens early 20s mutants and having like kind of like first class and having like the x-men really start um yeah i like i yeah i want that element of first class i think i wouldn't mind um skipping to charles xavier being 35 and maybe yeah. already in the wheelchair yeah i i think that's fine but i i think you know xavier could have had his powers for a little while Sure, sure, for whatever sure. Reason. I'm just talking about like you know who, who when we're thinking about casting yeah. and stuff. Like the, the I don't, I don't really want another uh, McAvoy. You know, no, 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 no. As much no, as I, I like him, I, I want, I want a whole new cast. I don't want to bring any of the existing actors. In. Right, right. But I'm just talking. I'm talking about like age. Like I don't want someone that's young and can walk. Like I think I'm more interested in Charles Xavier. Yeah, that you can explore that in backstory, flashbacks, whatever. But yeah, sure. I, I think it should. He should start the school uh, already in his wheelchair. Now, what I would think would be interesting is one of the issues with comic books is like it's getting to the point where it's not believable to have um, Magneto as a uh, Holocaust survivor. This is where I wanted to go next. Uh, I think it would be interesting, and a lot of people have talked about this over the years, changing it to maybe he was a survivor of apartheid or the civil uh, rights movement. Um, and but make some, him black. Yes, change it. Yeah, because I think that's something that's far enough back that you can have you know him and Xavier. Because the that's other... Interesting. The thing that they've always been compared to is one is Malcolm X and one is MLK. Sure. So maybe 
make that more obvious because that that's still you know if they were kids or even teenagers during the 60s you know that would put them in their 40s you can have them a little bit older 40s or 50s have them older than the mutants that they're mentoring but still have them around for 10 15 years as they get older yeah this, this is my the big thing that i um that i keep on running into when i'm thinking about where an x-men movie could go is that i feel like um magneto needs to be a jewish man who survived the holocaust um, and you know, like you said, doesn't really doesn't work out. I hadn't thought about um, casting him as a as a black man and making him a bit younger. Um, yeah, so I that like was that. One That's thing. interesting. Um, but I do think no matter what it is, because think... it it was supposed to be you know um, the X Men were supposed to be like a gay allegory, right? Um, I I think it still needs to be an allegory for a group of people who yeah have been discriminated against. I think you, I think you'd have to try really hard to make it not. And also I think Marvel knows exactly what they're doing. So that's what I think. I think that's the best way to update it. You know, Punisher went from world war two from Vietnam to, you know, the, the Gulf wars. So I think that would be the natural jumping off point would be, you know, the civil rights movement. If you want to make them younger than maybe South African apartheid, something like that. Um, it could be any other marginalized group, but I think you have to stick it to a marginalized group. Yeah, absolutely. But other I think it's going to be really hard to, to make him not Jewish, though, still. Yeah. I, but, yeah, I mean, make, make them mixed race mm-hmm. and have them still be Jewish or something. I don't, I don't know. Do you, think, do you think there's a world where um, Magneto uh, emerges from some time portal and he is literally from the Holocaust maybe, or maybe just, he just think... ages differently? So that was that's one of the things that people have talked about. Oh, the mutants age differently. But then I just think I think that's kind of a cop out just to give every mutant the ability to age a little bit different. And that takes away from Wolverine. So I don't want that age thing. And I also don't want I don't want everything going forward to be time travel or multiverse. Is is there a way that you can base Magneto's um, Magneto aging differently in his power? Is there a, a, a metal power that can keep you young because you have more iron in your blood or something? I don't know. I, maybe. Maybe. Like, I, I trust Kevin Feige and the crew to, to sort that out. But I think maybe, you know, I don't want to spend too long on just the one. But yeah. fan casting, most of the X-Men I don't really have. What I would like to see is a small team. The original team, I want to see Iceman. I want to see Beast. I want to see Cyclops. I want to see Jean Grey. Um, and then down the line start adding more characters start adding your colossus your storm have wolverine yeah. come down the line i don't necessarily want to see wolverine movie one yeah i agree i i in the the movie i'd like to see you know i'm happy to be wrong if they've got a better idea but i think i'd like to see charles xavier setting up the school and we get sort of you know a first class not this the same movie as first class but we get the first class of the school for gifted children and some of these characters that you mentioned and some of the, some of the smaller characters, not some of the big ones. And then I think it would be interesting to have some of the bigger characters pop up in other movies, you know, the way that Marvel does. Yeah. Like I would think having, and have them like work their way back to X-Men. Right. On. Like I think having Wolverine show up in a different movie, as like, you know, his X factor days where he's kind of in black yeah. ops after he's already had his claws where he, you know, he's still kind of doing shadow ops or even have like a, Wolverine versus Incredible Hulk movie. Like maybe Hulk goes a little bit more because we see that Mark Ruffalo at the end of um, Shang Chi is back to being human form. So maybe the Hulk reverts back to the more savage form 
and goes on a rampage across the country and Wolverine goes to hunt him mm-hmm. down like the comic order. Yeah. I think that could be interesting, but like have them slowly work in and have different factions of the X-Men teams. Yeah, totally. And even to the point where Wolverine's like, uh, hasn't heard of X-Men and someone tells him about it. He's like, fuck that. I have no yeah. interest. I I would really like a lot of people are throwing Scott Eastwood out for him for, I don't like. No, Scott thank Eastwood. you. Um, for I Wolverine? Actually, for Wolverine. I, oh, a lot of people jokingly say Danny DeVito. A lot of people say <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. The problem is a lot of people are going, we're just going to go for short. Yeah. But Wolverine's also like fucking ripped. So I, I think like Taron Edgerton, somebody like him, you know, he's not mm. super tall, but he's in good shape. He's a good actor. Um, he's got the you, action chops, the acting chops. I do you think that's a role him. that they look at somebody who's maybe less known? Maybe. Or the other person, the, the less known, this is the route. I, I know you haven't watched Got Around to Letterkenny yet, but the lead from Letterkenny, Jared Kiso, he's Canadian. He can do the action stuff. Um, he's not super tall. He's like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, or something he's like, like that. The, he's like the lumberjacky looking guy, right? He's yeah, 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 with the short yeah, hair. I, I know Get, you know, how, he can grow a beard. He's he's had a beard and other he things. He seems tall to me. Is he not tall? He's tall, but he's not like six feet. Like he's not... He's not Hugh Jackman tall. Like he's kind of average height. I think he's like five nine or five ten. So he's not gotcha. huge. Um, gotcha. But I also like. I you're not gonna find a five foot three actor who also is two hundred and fifty <laughs> pounds and can right. bench press a car. Well, listen, uh, we got a few years. You know, I'll, uh, I'm happy to put on a little bit of muscle and sh- sh- get into it. There you go. You got the yeah. beard. You can get the chops going. I'm saying, I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's what we would like to see is kind of a smaller team build up over movies and how eventually you can get X-Factor and you can get Excalibur and start having mutant things around. But yeah, I don't want to see the entire team crammed into one movie. Yeah, agreed. All Should right. we move on to Blade? Yeah, Blade. Blade is the one that I'm super interested in because I think it, it can definitely be weird. But I'm wondering what route they're going to go. Because the Blade movies changed think, how Blade was in the comic books. Yeah, I think that Blade is, out of these three movies, is the one that's going to exist the most outside of uh, the main MCU story. And I know he's tied into um, Black Knight, but I think that's kind of going to be it. I think he's going to be on the fringes for a little bit. And and, and I think you got to think of some of the other things. So. Blade originally in the comic books was just a human who was immune to vampire bites and vampire Mm. hypnotism. And he just learned how to fight them. He didn't have the powers. It wasn't until the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s that they made him half vampire, half human. And then the movies ran with that and knocked, you know, took it up to 11. So I think we're going to get that because that's been adopted in the comic books now. So I think we're going to get the half human, half vampire has, you know, the Daywalker, has vampire powers. Um, Great casting with uh, Mashara Ali. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be fantastic. I think he's going to be great. Um, He's never not fantastic. Exactly. I Except in this movie when he's not going to be fantastic for. Yeah. One of his powers is that he can also detect supernatural creatures. And we have a Marvel series coming out. I'm not sure if it's this year. I know it's filming this year. It might come out next year. But called Werewolf by Night. Um, so I'm wondering hmm. if that's going to tie in and how, you know, the supernatural thing, they've already started teeing it up in, um, Loki, they mentioned vampires and they say like yeah. a vampire and I can't remember the other three, but they named like three beings as some of the most powerful beings and vampires was one of them. So that makes me yeah. think that they're actually ramping up blades powers. Like he's going to be like a force to contend with in the MCU. Yeah. I feel like maybe he's going to be, you know, blade, the characters, uh, 
Blade as a franchise is sort of going to be um, the leader of this little fiefdom of like magical uh, lore based um, MCU stuff. Does that yeah. make sense? And I think it's going to be more like, yeah, the things that do hide in the shadows, like werewolves and vampires yeah, exist, yeah. but you know, they'd be persecuted, you know, like the things that we get in like Harry Potter with the muggles, like, Oh, wizards would be, you know, persecuted if they really existed. Um, yeah. Same and I thing feel with like underworld. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, you know, one of the, like, uh, one of the, the main Avengers, um, is going to sort of wink at it and be like, Oh, we, we got vampires now. I didn't know that yeah. those existed. And Thor will be like, yeah, what are you talking about? Nobody, you guys don't know about vampires. I think that's exactly right. And I think so blade out of these three <laughs> blade, and then war machine will be like, I don't have time to think about this. Yeah. Blade is like of the three, the least that I'm the one that I'm the least familiar with. Like I've seen the three blade movies. Yeah. Same. I haven't seen them since high school when blade Trinity came out. I know you watched them like a year, oh, yeah. year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. I rewatched um, them. I don't, but I, I, don't yeah, I haven't I watched Trinity since Blade Trinity came out. I watched the first two right before that one came out. And that was in first two. Hold up. Yeah. I, I remember them being really good. I, they're in my Hulu queue. I just haven't got around to rewatching them because I was yeah. waiting for this movie to come out because uh, I wasn't sure when it's going to come out. It's next year. Um, so 2023. Well, here's my next question. Do you think Wesley Snipes is going to do a cameo? There's very. So he has talked about openly that he's had meetings with Marvel, that he'd be open to doing it. I think he's I think he wanted. And, I think he wanted to be Blade. I think he wanted to do it again. Um, I don't think most comp- like big studios are willing to work with him again just yet because he's like a insurance liability because he's a little, he's also they're not going to build a franchise on this guy. He's sixty whatever. Yeah, um, and he's like very like he's had production shut down because he's weird. Like the Blade Three, he's barely in it. Like unless you actually see his face, it's not him. Wow. Like he's not. He's notoriously not easy to work with. Um, so cameo. Now yeah. he's not going to take over I the think he's gonna, position. I think he's going to be in the multiverse of madness. Oh no, I'm in a cameo in Blade, but maybe yeah. I think he's going to show up as Blade in Multiverse of Madness, and that yeah. will also be kind of a wink and a nod that like maybe Doctor Strange goes like, "Oh, I'm going to have to look at see if there's vampires in right, our right. world or something like that." Well, that that's an interesting idea, and that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, I realize again researching these movies that Blade doesn't come out for so long, but he, um, you know, reached out to uh, Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. I was trying to think of his uh, Game of Thrones name. Um, John Snow. The, cous- the cousin fucker, the aunt fucker. Um, yeah, he reached out to Jon Snow in the Eternals, you know, just it, last it's year. It's just his voice. So I feel like there's got to be a Blade, a Mahershala Ali uh, cameo in another one of these movies before his actual movie comes out. Something's going to come up. So between, so this year we have. Um, oh, I have them all written down. Do you want me yeah, to tell you? Yeah. So we've got Multiverse of Madness coming up in March, right? Yeah. Uh, and Moon Knight is March 30th. Um, Doctor Strange, I think, is actually May now, unless I have outdated. No, that might be right. I think you're right. Okay. Uh, Thor is July 8th. Black Panther is November. I'm just going to say the month because the days might be yeah. wrong now. Uh, Marvel's is next year in um, uh, January, me, in February, February. Yeah. Uh, directed by Nia DaCosta, by the way. We reviewed yeah. her Candyman. Very cool. Um, Guardians Volume 3 is May. Ant-Man versus the Wasp is uh, July. And that's I think that's sort of generally recognized as Phase 4. And then Fantastic Four is potentially the end of that. I think... We're gonna. I, I think we're gonna get casting for Fantastic Four in the next month or two, or in the next couple of months. 
Yeah, I think you're probably right. And just, you know, this is off topic, but uh, just as I'm talking about this, I think Ant-Man of the Wasp is going to be the um, the Avengers level event that caps off phase four. And then I think Fantastic Four is going to take the Ant-Man spot for the last couple of phases where it's just sort of the, the palate cleanser. I, I agree because and the I, setup well, for the next one. We, we know that Ant-Man 3, which is going to start filming pretty soon. Um, actually, I think it just started. I just uh, saw a guy at Veggie Grill wearing a crew jacket from Quantumania. Excellent. Yeah, so I know that's going on. Um, no, that, that's definitely filming because Paul Rudd has mentioned um, Kang and everything and working with, uh, with why can't I think of the actor's name Jonathan right Majors. Thank, yes, thank God. He's so good, Jonathan Majors. He's fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that he's Kang. I, I'm really looking forward to his portrayal. Um, but yeah, we know Kang is in Ant-Man 3. We know it's Quantumania, and I guess this is a good segment into uh, Fantastic Four. It's going to be a pretty short episode that's all speculation. Um, yeah. I think, and this is going to go, you mentioned, you know, their their origin is tied to getting hit with cosmic radiation as well. This is a popular theory. I, I like this theory a lot, um, that they were kind of like Tony Stark in the 60s, 70s, or 80s you know, kind mm-hmm. of like really famous scientists and they were going on this mission, just like, you know, back in the NASA days, we all knew who the astronauts were and we all looked up to the astronauts going to space. So a yeah. lot of people think that these were going to be, you know, astronauts going into space in the 60s. They go through some dimensional rift and end up in the quantum realm for 40, Oh, do you, you think they come from the 60s? Th- that's, that's a very popular oh, opinion. I like that. I like that a lot, and that they're because that they're that's, so that's really they interesting because it it melds Captain America and Tony Stark a little bit too. Exactly. Well, and like they're, they're scientists, but are also men out of time. But they're also always been called the Marvel's most famous family. Like in the comic books, they've always been celebrities. People have always known who they were. They have the backstory yeah, building, yeah. and it would be right. It would and be in a way sixty that years, sense. their star has just kind of faded. Well, and just because they're gone, like they disappeared, right, right, so I'm them coming back, yeah, yeah, they would be instantly famous again and here they come yeah. they come back not only are they back after 40 years they're back in the same age like they're yeah, you know right. they went in you know and i want to see one of the things that we haven't really gotten in any of the versions uh that we've had the two on screen um i want to see a younger johnny storm compared to the rest of them like he's supposed to be sue's younger brother by a large margin yeah. so i want to see right, right like early 20s maybe. early to mid 20s yeah. you know johnny storm I like and that. i want to see mid to late 30s reed richards sue storm and ben Grimm. that's what i would like to see um hey i I have a quick sidebar question then yeah um so i i like this setup let's assume that that's what's happening somebody has bought tony stark's building and i think a lot of people think that it's the going to be the baxter building that it's fantastic four um but what if it's dr doom in that case yeah a lot of people thought it was going to be osborne and then that because and then yeah, that I think that ship has sailed a little bit. Um, but Doctor Doom could be interesting. I want to see the you know, same thing. You know, Ford. God, I would have loved to have Mads Mikkelsen as Doctor Doom, but he's already been mm-hmm. in the MCU as um, in Doctor Strange. What about uh, Vigo Mortensen? He would be good too. It's just a matter of how old they want to go because he's he's up there. He's in his sixties now. Yeah, and I like he's to supposed see to be a contemporary younger, but... of Reed Richards. Right. So right. 
you gotta, you know, a lot of people. Oh, the but Nicolas what if Doctor Guy from Game of Thrones? What if Doctor Doom was a contemporary in the '60s, and he's like fucked with himself already so much and kind of preserved his life, so he's like a hundred. That'd years be cool old, too, because but... he's supposed to be, and he would be a good thing to pop up as a as a uh, an Easter egg or a post credit thing in Doctor Strange, because Doctor Doom, another thing that we haven't gotten, the original one from two thousand four. Um, he's just a, you know, a mogul who happens to go up with him and he gets electricity and metal powers. And then the second, the really shitty one from like 2015. Fan four stick. Yeah. Fan He is, um, a computer hacker and computer scientist who lived in the dimension for like a year. Yeah. And he's fucked up. But Dr. Doom is supposed to be the merger of, um, Dr. Strange and Tony Stark, where he is a brilliant technological scientist as well as a mystic and he med- mm. melds those worlds so i think dr strange would be a good place for him to pop up but i actually like that between the um like we saw in a dr strange um benjamin pratt's character who was like paralyzed used the magic just to fix his body so he can play basketball again yeah and, and if you're dr. using if with you, his hands right if you're using like dark magic from the dark dimension to preserve your life that could you know fuck up your 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 face and your your body and stuff and plus too. you know have them be like a cyborg too like a combination of you know technology maybe it's chitari technology and magic makes yeah. him still around you know 40 years later yeah yeah i like that so that's um, interesting casting wise I, I think we have to acknowledge it everybody's been calling for John Krasinski and Emily Blunt i i like that casting i don't know if we're going to get it because of how popular I've, although I've heard some interviews. um, I think with that, I think they've commented on a little bit too. And I think he's, um, you know, forgive forgive me if you've heard this already. I think uh, Krasinski is going to pop up in Doctor Strange as another universe, um, uh, excuse me, multiverse version of um, Reed Richards. I'm like losing my perspicacity. What's going on here? I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But I think they're going to be sort of a what if thing, Uh, but they're not going to be the. Yeah, Emily ones. Blunt has explicitly said she doesn't want to do a superhero movie, but a lot of the people say that before they go and do these movies. Like, yeah, I think I think Krasinski has sort of said um, he said he's he, game for it. Yeah, but I, I think he's also said that he doesn't want to be tied down to something for ten years or whatever. Like, yeah. he wants to do it. He just like would prefer to be able to direct other movies. So that's why I think that popping up in Doctor Strange or What If, and you know maybe coming up a couple times. Um, as a multiversal version of Reed Richards uh, makes more sense for him. That could be cool. One of the things that's nice built in, like I mentioned them being celebrities and the, so Spider-Man is the the neighbor. He saves the city, you know, he's done a little bit more in the movies. Um, But one of the things that pops up in comic books a lot is Spider-Man swings over to the Baxter building. Like I'm going to ask the Fantastic Four for help. And they're like, their Butler answers the door and like, Oh yeah, they're on like an interdimensional thing. Like they are <laughs> interdimensional heroes. So it'd be really easy for them to write off. Like if John Krasinski wanted to do it um, and just say, Oh, they're off doing that. And they don't have to put every adventure in a movie. Cause Kevin yeah. Feige has said that they are no longer doing the six picture, nine picture, 10 picture movie deals anymore that they want to just get the talent who wants to be there. And they'll say, Hey, we've got this idea. If you have the time, do you want to do another appearance? And they negotiate it on a movie by movie basis. Mm-hmm. So possibly that's an option. Um, I, I, other than that, like I, I, if it's not Krasinski, I would love to see uh, Timothy Oliphant as uh Reed Richards. Oh, that, uh, that's interesting. I don't, hmm. I like Timothy Oliphant a lot, but 
I don't know if he, if I buy him as Reed Richards. He's a little bit too cocky and sexy. So he is too sexy. I'll give you that. Reed Richards is supposed to be cocky. Reed Richards is an arrogant asshole. Hmm. I think there's another word that I'm looking for, but point taken, point taken. Yeah. Um, Somebody suggested Brandon Routh, and I really liked that. I don't think he's that good of an actor. I think look-wise, he can pull it off. I it's, don't. Think I feel, he's that I feel like good. that's not my like. I don't want to die on that hill, but I I want to see it. Like if I could just if I could jump to another dimension where that happened, I'd like to check that out. I, I think visually he could pull it off. I think Timothy Oliphant, you know, he's he's a little older. That would mean you have to bump up the age of, um, you know, Sue Storm or whatnot. Um, I think Alice Eve is a one is a name that a lot of people have thrown out for her. Yeah. Ben Grimm is the easiest because it doesn't matter. He's a he's the rock. It's got to be another WWE guy, right? Well, no, because it's just going to be CG. They CGI Hulk. They, and they oh, just sure. Have I'm, motion. I'm just joking because they had they had, had such good luck with um, what's his face, Batista. like Tyler Maine as Saber Tooth and the original stuff. Yeah, not what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Samara Weaving for Sue Storm? It depends on how young they go because I feel like she's a little young. Like she still reads like twenties. She's still play, like everybody she's playing is twenty. Sure, sure. But well, I like her. She's younger. a good actress. Yeah. Um. Oh, what about uh? Did you? I don't remember. Did you watch Succession? No, but the I guy know that plays Tom would be good. Who? The guy that plays Tom. I forget his name. Let's look him up. Yeah, look him up. Succession. While you're looking that up, Silver Surfer. My two votes are either Jim Rash or Keanu Reeves. Jim Rash. <laughs> <laughs> the Keanu Reeves would be good for that, and that would be something. Keanu good. Reeves is my backup. I want Jim Rash. Uh, which which character did you say? As Silver Surfer? No, as uh, oh, oh Tom. Tom, Tom from yeah, Succession. Yeah, he'd be good. And he, that guy is like a fantastic fucking actor too. He would. He's got yeah, range I, out of his ass. I can read. Yeah, nah. I don't, Does he read? Is read that at all? He's maybe he's maybe a little bit older, but I I, I mean, then than what we were talking about. I've seen him in other things, like um, I mean, he's in that really shitty Three Musketeers movie. He was really <laughs> good in Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name again? I'm sorry, Matthew McFadden. Yeah, that's right. No, he's he's a solid actor in the things that I've seen him in. Yeah, I I would I would not be against that. I, I think that's that's a uh, good uh, dark horse contender. He's 1974. He's not that old. Yeah, yeah. I think we were just talking about like slightly older. Yeah, uh, no, or slightly I, younger Reed Richards. I I like that honestly. I don't. Yeah, that's that's, that's my, a good one. Nice dark horse contender, man. My other dark horse one that I saw somebody mention was Dev Patel. Yeah, I've seen that one. A lot of people are throwing him out, and I think he's good. Like he plays, he can play a really smart dude. He, I think he would nail it. I just think once he reads a little young, I want, I want Reed Richards to be a little older because what I want to see happen, and I think will ultimately happen, is um, we'll eventually get the Illuminati, which is Charles Xavier, Reed Richards, Tony Stark, um, Doctor Strange, and Thunderbolt, and you know. Other people, you know, come in and out, but I, I want to get to a point where like Tony Stark was kind of doing this with the Ultron thing, but get, you know, these people who are the most brilliant people in the MCU thinking that they can shadow puppet the world and run it. And I want yeah. somebody, you know, I, I, I just that don't feels see like young Dev Patel style Reed Richards getting that yeah. much clout and being held sure, seriously sure. by them. Um, This is a little bit less about Fantastic Four, but since you brought up Illuminati, I feel like the Illuminati is um, ripe for like an uh, an Avengers two Ultron um, placement in in the next you know 
uh, yeah. three fra- phases. I think it sits right in the middle and it's the heroes um, banding together and kind of doing something not super cool and having to deal with the consequences and of it. And it could be a really good way to lead into Civil War Two if they want to do another Civil War Two electric sure, boogaloo. Sure. <laughs> um do you want to talk about uh dr doom and kang and big bads in yeah so the next I, I think we're gonna get i mean obviously we're gonna get dr doom at some point if we're getting fantastic four and dr doom is a great avengers level threat that also isn't galaxy ending kind of thing um yeah i think ultimately we're gonna go to galactus and that was another thing I wanted to bring up but that's oh that's interesting galactus i think what they're gonna do is one of two things they're well hold on gonna... do you think we're talking about there's a you know a big bad for each phase and then there's an overarching villain. Yeah. So I think Galactus will be the next big Thanos level threat. You don't think it's going to be Kang? I think it so what I think is going to happen I think this will be interesting and this was one of the things I kind of predicted and I was absolutely wrong for Endgame. I thought that based off, you know, Thanos doing his thing that the Celestials were going to come or Galactus was going to come or something and Thanos would end up actually helping the Avengers defeat that. <laughs> I thought there was a small chance that that might happen. Yeah, you but I think right. I think this time around what we might get happening um co Dr. Doom's big thing is he's actually trying to get his his mother out of hell who committed like suicide. That's like uh-huh. his big overarching thing that he's trying to do and then also like throw dirt in Reed Richards' eye because he blames him for getting scarred. But sure. I think what will happen is I think I think the main reason that the the Eternals and brought the Celestials in was to one pay it off because we kind of saw them in Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think they'll either go Galactus is a rogue Celestial even though he's not in the comic books he's not a Celestial he's at, he's more powerful than any one Celestial but he's not as powerful as all of them like you couldn't take on all the Celestials by himself so I either think they're gonna make him a rogue Celestial who is the reverse instead of like destroying a planet to be born he destroys planets to eat and survive mm-hmm. so i either think he's going to be a rogue celestial um and i think maybe we might get dr doom kang um even though they're bad guys are actually going to be a couple different things i think they're going to come together with the heroes and help dispel um galactus and then i think that's eventually going to lead into secret wars and have like the interdimensional thing where we get everybody back we'll have we might get robert downey jr back and we'll get all these people and they'll do like the good versus evil battle of all time and get everybody back but i think we might see king and dr doom partner with the uh the uh, the avengers to stop galactus and that's your your end game event. i think that's the end game moment is that do you think that that's um do you think Secret Wars is part of the that last uh, I think, phase? For I think I think it'll lead into that. I think we're eventually. I think we're going to get Galactus and then directly go into to Secret Wars. Oh, so you think you think Secret Wars is going to be after we're in phase I think four right now? It's going to be phase six or something. Yeah, phase seven. I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to build up to that. I, I think, think it's coming sooner than that. I think that's all the multiverse stuff, and I think that what all these big events are going to be, and I think setting up villains that are as powerful as the heroes because realistically we haven't had i mean ultron was powerful um but we really haven't had a true villain that was as powerful as the avengers like not really so i want to see like a i want to start establishing these long-term villains because that's the one thing that marvel has not done they keep killing off all the villains other than loki but then they just keep bringing them back for you know various ways but i want to start seeing 
that's one of the things that actually really excites me about Matt Reeves' Batman is he's mentioned like the Batman will have the no kill rule. All the characters that we see, the Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, um, are going to be in multiple films, and we're actually going to see you know Batman's like rogue gallery expand and interact with each other and like Arkham and whatnot. That's not something we're getting in the MCU, and we're starting to get like they brought back Abomination. Um, so I would like to see you know we actually get villains who stay for multiple movies. We're get we're getting Kingpin back. I think we're just starting to get to that stage where Marvel recognizes the villains are just as bankable as the heroes. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think um, I think Doctor Doom is probably. I want to see Doctor Doom not be the main villain of the Fantastic Four movie. I want to see him exist in the MCU doing his own thing for a little bit and have a Fantastic Four movie happen and have them, you know, uh, run parallel to each other and then have Doctor Doom, um, you know, have it all come to a head uh, in like the I end agree. of phase five. That That's one of the things that like I really thought. I we think were that, get, that might be like Battle World or something. I really thought we were going to get our own version. The, like the only thing I didn't like about the, we're, I think we're far enough out from Spider-Man far from or No Way Home that we can give the spoiler warning and spoil it. So spoiler <laughs> warning. I, the only thing that disappoints me about that movie was, you know, we got Sandman and Lizard and Dr. Otto Octavius and Norman Osborn. And I think because we got these characters, I don't think we're going to get our own MCU versions of these characters, which disappoints me because these are some really, really great characters. And it also just makes it weird. Like if Norman Osborn all of a sudden showed up in the MCU, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is going to be like, I'm going to keep an eye out on this guy, daughter, <laughs> right. you know, all, all these well, actors. I think so, Tom Holland is doing another trilogy, so I think so. I feel like anything's on the table. I think I think they're going to focus. I think they're going to focus more on the Venom stuff and the black I, suit. I think, so. and that's. I think that's going to lead into Secret Wars, and I think that's why we're getting Secret Wars earlier than uh, the end of everything. But yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah. But I that that disappoints me. But one of my things that I always wanted is I really wanted like an Oscar Isaac, Brian Cranston, Matthew McConaughey kind of guy one of those three were kind of my three dream casting for norman osborne and have them show up yeah. as norman osborne in one movie and then at the end of you know the first movie we find out that he's kind of shady like he has a meeting with the kingpin at the end of the first movie that he's in but we don't see him and then the second movie we start seeing him do like some shady shit like even more so and start experimenting and then the third movie we actually get him as the green goblin like i would have liked that and i want to start seeing these arcs um in I the movies like yeah, I feel like they they've got to do something with Norman Osborn, you know, proper. In, I just don't uh, know, Tom especially with bringing Willem Dafoe back and how fucking. Well, no, I don't. Much. I don't think it's Willem Dafoe. I think that they cast somebody younger, and it's like a Doctor Doom, like it's a guy that exists in the background for six, seven movies. That's what I would love. I just don't know with because Willem Dafoe crushed it so fucking hard. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's going to want to bring that back. That's the one thing, like both, you know, a lot of people. Love I feel like it's and such hate. a significant, significant character, though. Right, but like I was getting in arguments with people on like this forum the other day. People were complaining that we were seeing the Riddler and Penguin again. They're like, "Why do we only see the same four Batman villains?" And I had to be like, "We haven't seen the Penguin in thirty years." Yeah, in a movie, <laughs> and he was Riddler, just in Gotham, but yeah, yeah, right. But like most people didn't watch that show. Nope. Like that was a very fringe show. It lasted like it barely survived. Fringe is a good show. Season, the first season was solid. I, I no fr Fringe was a good show. Oh, Fringe was a good. Yeah, Fringe was good. Um, but the Riddler we haven't seen since '95. Yeah, and it's like 
It's Jim Carrey. It's so different. It's so different. So it's like it. That's what. But like the Joker, we've had a million versions of the Joker. You know, right. we had Jared Leto, we had Heath Ledger, we had Jack Nicholson. Like that one, I kind of get. But I also like they are iconic, and I get why DC keeps using some of the same characters. Yeah. And I wish Marvel would do that. Marvel hasn't really reused any of the characters from. Now, granted, it's really just been Spider Man, and I guess that's it. <laughs> well, to to your point though, I think that they need to do something with Norman, and I think it's not going to be. It's definitely not going to be the next Spider-Man movie, and that's not going to be for three years at least. Uh, or uh, probably three years actually. Yeah, probably three years. I think about three. So I don't think it'll be that one, but I think in six years we should see another Norman. And also, like so. Peter's Peter's going to be either in college or working, you know, as a photographer in the next uh, something. The next phase, right? Like they're yeah. going back to sort of classic Spider-Man. They're going they're, and they're so I think that's the status that, quo. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good time for him to like meet his best friend Harry. Yeah. I hope they go that route and they Especially because he doesn't have Ned anymore. Yeah. So I hope they go that route. I hope we get the Gwen Stacy and everything. I hope we really get a rebooted Spider Man universe. But I think this this episode was very speculative, um, very short, kind of all over the place, but that's fine. Like we like to do these these uh topic episodes every once in a while and kinda discuss other things we've done you know die hard is, you know how die hard changed the industry and we did a couple die hard you know knockoff movies we did you know movies that shouldn't be remade but here are our pictures we've done movies that should be remade uh, we've done a bunch of these kind of things we want you know we do these every month and a half two months or so um and they're fun to do so i don't mind that this episode was a little rambly and a little speculative and a little yeah. loosey-goosey with the structure this is still a an episode on our main feed. So I got to ask, what have you been up to, bud? Oh, man. So I was like not prepared. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I have an answer right off the bat. I don't have to open my letterbox. Hey, letterbox, endorse us. Actually, don't endorse us because I didn't need you this week. I've been watching fucking Yellow Jackets, bro. That's on my list. That's on uh, It's HBO so Max, right? goddamn good. Um, no, it's Showtime? on Showtime. Showtime. Yeah, I want to see that. That's on my list. Really we binged good. the shit out of that, and I watched Palm Springs finally uh, a week ago or so ago. God, that's been on my list too. It's so good. Really enjoyed it. Good. Uh, is that all you watched? Uh, I think I'm forgetting something, but yeah, basically. All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll some of these I actually watched before, but like uh, we had that weird issue where we had to double record West Side Story, so our lists were really long. So I shaved some <laughs> yeah. of them, but um, there it came to my attention that my wife. Katrina has not seen Wizard of Oz, so we <laughs> rectified that. We watched Wizard of Oz. Uh, we were Wiz. just bored one night and randomly picked a movie on like HBO, and we watched Miss Congeniality. Fun, very problematic. It's a 2000 <laughs> comedy. Yeah, kind of yeah. makes sense. Ozark Sandy. season four came out, so we watched the first part. Um, that's got part one and part two both out this year. Um, we watched Tick, Tick, Boom. Very oh, good. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. It's awesome. very good. I understand why everyone's giving, you know... That Andrew, Andrew Garfield Garfield's, kid needs more work. He's so good in it. Like he's what I like about him, and I this is one of the things I loved about his Spider-Man thing. Like he, I think, did just as I did more emotion as Spider-Man without the you know the zoomy eyes that <laughs> um, Tom Holland has because of his like physicality. Like yeah. he was very good with these big elaborate motions and these weird little spider twitches when he's like in the spider mode. Um, same thing. He's a very sexy man. Him. I mean. He's, he, very physical his performances are all very physical and they're just so real and like yeah. he gets really good like micro expressions like he's just fantastic and underrated and i hope he he gets his oscar for this one um 
Katrina, I had never seen Divine Secrets, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, and Katrina's like, you have to watch that, and I'm like, if I have to watch that, which I'm happy to do, I was going to watch it anyway, totally happy to watch movies that she wants me to watch, but I was like, <laughs> you need to watch, um, she watched Total Recall when we covered Total Recall in the last episode, and I'm like, you need to watch either The Running Man, or, um, oh, what was the other one that I told her she had to watch? Commando. No, no, no. Predator. No. Last Action Hero. Or, or Robocop. Paul Verhoeven film so I'm like you either need to watch The Running Man or Robocop and she picked The Running Man I'm like you fool Robocop's the better movie Uh, (laughs) The Running Man is fun but we watched The Running Man and and Divine Secrets of the Yaihad Sisterhood and I started um, I I finished my rewatch of Modern Family so I started I was looking for my new half hour thing that I just watched to kill time when you know doing the dishes or whatever king of the hill for us right now so i started i can't remember the actual name but it's a bo burnham show like josh stone gets famous or oh dude zach stone zach stone we watched that a couple weeks ago it's so good i watched four episodes there's only 12 i watched four and every episode is exactly the same so i stopped watching it uh i mean every episode's hilarious if that's what you mean then yes literally every episode is the same jokes back to back to back to back to back like it is Every episode's almost identical. That, if you watch one episode, you've seen them all. I, and I like really, en- I really enjoyed that show, and I totally endorse people going out and watching it. I so. like Bo Burnham, but it got that show got old for me very fast. Not me. Everybody should go out and watch it. Report uh, back so to I, us. I started watching New Girl, and that 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 show's oh, nice. pretty good. It, I, we funny. watched I've the been... first season when it came out. Like we like it was the only year that I paid for cable. Was the year that that came out. And we um, watched the first season, so I'm going back and it's 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 solid. But, I've been listening yeah. to the Rick Glassman podcast, um, "Take Your Shoes Off," uh, a lot recently, and Lamorne Morris, who's in New Girl, is yeah. on there all the time. Winston, yeah, Winston, master of pranks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Uh, and I've been playing the hell out of Halo Infinite. It's, I'm I'm actually good at the multiplayer now. It's the first multiplayer game that I've been good at in, since like Gears of War three. Nice. I jacked into some uh, PUBG and um, Call of Duty Warzone Pacific nice. uh, last week, and I'm still garbage at both those games. Nice. Happy to PS4? play anybody if they want to join in. Yeah, PS4. I'll, I'll maybe play. But with they're you. they're cross on. they're yeah, they're cross platform, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, I'll, maybe I'll jump on PUBG with you. It's been a long time since I used to play it on my phone. Nice. Yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe if you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I'm better than you. No, I meant not good at the game. Like if you behave yourself. Oh, I don't. I don't like where that's going. <laughs> All right, man. Let's uh, let's wrap this bitch up. You tell us where your plugs are. Yeah, baby. Uh, I'm on TikTok at Polishi, P-U-L-I-S-C-I. I'm on Twitter at Polishi. I'm on Letterboxd at Polishi, and I'm on Instagram at Dyslexic because they will not give me the Polishi tag. Yeah, you guys can check out everything that is MDX Pods related at MDXPods.com. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at MDX Pods. We are also on YouTube, as Alex just mentioned. Um, we don't have quite enough followers on there to get our personalized name, so follow us on, on YouTube, subscribe. We're not that far off, and then we'll, it'll be really easy to find, but you can just type in Remake Rewind, MDX Pods, whatever. You'll find us. And then uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash mdxpods, throw in a dollar, whatever, and you get early access to all these episodes. You get bonus content, and uh, we need to do come up with another bonus episode pretty soon. Another bonus episode. we did episode. one in January. Did we do one yeah. in January? Oh, the Spider-Man remember. one came out. No, that was supposed to be Patreon, then we really undid it as a regular episode. We need to do a bonus episode. 
Shit. Send us your ideas. Send us ideas on, on all that stuff. We're rambling like this whole episode. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.